Hello, welcome to A Heart to Heart. I'm Sammy E. And I'm Meg. Join us as we talk through identity, character, and principles. Let's make it happen. Yeah, girl. Hey, Samantha. Hey, Meg. How's it going? Yeah, I'm, I think... I keep calling you Samantha, and we've got you on the title of Sammy. Sammy E. What's up? Should I, should I start saying, hey, Sammy E? What? <laughs> <laughs> you can call me whichever. Okay. Either one works for me. <laughs> I love it. So we're talking about identity. Uh And last episode, we spoke about just the process of finding identity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to then delve into how to train up others Mm -hmm. in identity. As a mama, I'm sure this is a big thing. Yeah. I think think as just, yeah, a follower of Christ, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. 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 So we... We wanted to just head into this and just, there's, I think we have five points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five <laughs> Not major, <too> just five, <laughs> just five points that are like, Hey, if you want to train in identity, mm-hmm. these are things that need to be present. And we got this based on the Lord yeah. <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, it's not far off. It's very <laughs> personal. Yeah. The fact that he, God has done this for us in order to train us in identity. And I think every t- all the time that we can follow his example, it's it's always a win. So And sometimes, like, I know for me, I just sometimes just stumble into it. And then I'm like, oh, that was you, God. Mm-hmm. I see it, you know, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah, it's it's cool to be able to kind of pass on things that I've maybe stumbled into or intentionally decided, you know? Yeah. It's cool. Yep. So, yeah. All right, so first one is speak identity over mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. Um, and train train them up. So we speak and we train. So when it comes to somebody's identity, we want to always be speaking life mm-hmm. over them. It does say in Deuteronomy, you know, in chapter 30, verse 18, um, I set before you life and death. Choose life. So we we know that it is their choice to choose life. But we speak it. Yes. (laughs) That is our role in the lives of others, that we are in agreement. We choose to agree with God, with heaven, with the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. It is their choice. Yeah. And it's an act of faith to speak that over them Mm -hmm. and trust that God's going to do the rest. Yes. I remember my daughter, there was a time people would look at her and they'd be like, wow, she's really shy. I'm telling you, identity matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would tell Tabitha, I'd say, Tat. You are not a shy person. Mm-hmm. You are not. And she really, I remember watching her heart just process the, her value, her place. Because if you say that someone's shy, they can easily take it as like not wanted, mm-hmm. not valued. And I wanted her to know that that wasn't the case. And she had so much to offer. Mm-hmm. And so as, as we we had that conversation. It's just allowed her to switch, switch gears and Mm. not, not in, she did. I watched her heart shift and she's like, I'm not shy, but she's very, the thing is, is that she's a very mm, thoughtful person Mm -hmm. and she's not quick to come into situations that she's not familiar with. Mm -hmm. And so that can come across as 
you know, shy to some person that doesn't really know her. Sure. And a culture <laughs> that values extroversion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like that's the ideal, right? You right. know, and there's nothing wrong with anybody who sits back, observes, and then acts, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So that that training her and that speaking over her, the truth about her was really a big deal. And I also... So it's speaking life and speaking over people, their identity, and also training them. Mm-hmm. And there's a process in training an identity. And I was just, you know, I was thinking through another child, my son, <laughs> Levi, just because these are great examples. But I remember when my husband and I were like, he's getting to that age. He can help with mowing the yard. Hey-o. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's going to love it, which is fantastic because it's a dude job. So. Yeah. So I remember... Toph used to drive the lawnmower around with Levi right in front of him because Levi couldn't quite reach everything. So Levi would use the steering wheel. And then they finally got to the point where Toph would start the mower and he would watch and let Levi work in the backyard and run in some circles. And then it was, let's let him do some more. Wow, we can really trust him. To the point now where it's like, hey, Levi, go mow the yard. He does the front, he does the back, the sides. And he's thoughtful, and he's aware of what he's doing. He's, he does a really great job, and he really enjoys it. That is the establishment of identity. Mm-hmm. That process with him, teaching him that he does a good job, that's part of his identity. He is a hard worker. He does excellence. And so we, when we are thinking about how to train an identity, we need to be willing to recognize Okay, first we need to speak life over them. We need to speak what God says. And then we have to be willing to train them up in it. Yeah, walk beside them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so number two out of five here um, is just being aware of where someone is in their personal walk. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not a mom, um, but I do believe in spiritual motherhood and walking alongside uh, people around you in your community of faith and really just pouring into them, you know, and obviously you receive a lot from those relationships yes. too. Um, so I actually mentor um, a couple young ladies. Well, I have in the past, but I'm currently mentoring one young lady. Um, and really, like, it's it's interesting because I feel like you can come at that as someone who has accepted that role, you know, with expectations and um, you could come at it with a perspective of this is the mold we're going to fit you into Mm. you know Mm -hmm. you walk in you know these footsteps and Mm -hmm. you know you've recognized something that makes you want to listen to you know someone's wisdom and different things like that but if a person who wants to mentor somebody is trying to force the mentee or whatever into a box or into certain footsteps then they've got it all messed up. You know, like you've got to be aware of where someone else is in their own walk. Um, I feel like this is what God does with us, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. he He doesn't like force us to like maintain our holiness to be able to commune with him. He doesn't force us to um, be fit into a mold mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like he allows us to walk it out and it's relationship based. Yes, exactly. Um, so what I like to do is I like to 
get to know these people, these wonderful image bearers that God's, you know, put in my life and meet them where they are. Like, what are their priorities? Where's their heart at? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and be sensitive to what they would want from, from us as mm -hmm. a mentor, you know, you be present with what they need and what they want and what path they are on. Mm -hmm. Um, so like last, last episode, we talked about, um, listening to the heart and being sensitive to where the Holy Spirit's leading your personal, your personal heart, right? Just like he's doing that for us personally, he's right. doing that for each person around us. Mm -hmm. Being able to step into that, like that realization and that growth for somebody, um, and just, you know, present what God's teaching you, that's such a gift, you it know, is. to you and to them. Um, so in this moment where we're helping other people settle into their identity in Christ and training them and all those things, just being aware of where they are where they are personally right. and not making them something into something that I would want them to be. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a different perspective. It's a lot less control yes. <laughs> and it's a lot more surrender and relying on the Lord to direct, yes. you know, it's, it's cool. Number three is leading identity by example. Mm. So I, I am, my husband and I are examples to our children mm -hmm. in identity. So my husband, one, one of the big roles that a husband has is sacrifice. Just like Christ sacrificed for the church, the husband sacrifices for the family and for the, the wife in that role. So the kids now know by looking at their dad, my young men are learning their identity hmm. that they sacrifice that that is who they are. They will they will give of themselves to love and bless because they've seen their father do that. Mm. I, as the, the wife in the home, I'm set in the atmosphere. My daughter is learning, and my sons are learning to look for this in young women it, whenever they grow up for the, the young woman that they, they come in contact with. But the idea that I am setting the example of what really matters. So when you say, I think it was last episode, but the idea that you know, when you're home, when you have people coming over, <laughs> like <laughs> there's, there were so many times where I, I would just be like, push, force, mm. oh, so many things are not right in this home before mm -hmm. somebody comes over and then they're here and mom is fine. Everything's just yeah. wonderful. And so humbling myself and saying, I have to change. Like, this is not consistent. My, if I am showing her an identity. It's this ugly thing mm. <laughs> of mixed truth like yeah we love others but mom's a jerk to the kids when they're getting it ready for others mm -hmm. and so I'm training they're watching and I repent to them so I've repented to my kids so many times <laughs> yeah because I've failed them but they know that they can fail mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's okay and I'm gonna still be for them the family is still for each other but that that identity is established by those examples. And even by that that repentance, by that, you know, yeah. approaching someone and saying, I mean, that's just a Christian walk, right? Like mm -hmm. realizing, oh, man, I really messed that up. Um, you know, the identity in Christ is not one of proud reluctance to admit when you're wrong, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's really valuable. Um, so I think, like, along with this leading identity by example, like... 
the core of it, which you responded or which you explained so well, it's like the husband's role, the wife's role, that kind of thing. It's believing that we are who God says we are and finding that in his word. Um, I feel like spending time getting to know the character of God and what he says in his word, man, that just like equips us with so much confidence, you know? Obviously, we're going to get it wrong. It just is part of it. But the confidence of being able to be back in relationship with the people around you and with God, like no one messes up too much to be in relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and mimicking that in your the way you're training your children or the way you're training the people around you that have requested that, you know, that kind of thing, um, you know, being a part of a ministry and mm-hmm even with your peers, you know, setting that example that I am who God says I am. And I have that quiet confidence that I can be settled in that, you know, I'm reminded of my son. Yeah. Whenever he mows the yard now, like he goes and gets his sunglasses, (laughs) he gets his um, earmuffs, he goes and gets the key. He goes out there. He's just this stud young man. Right. And you, you watch it in the way that he walks. Like he's got the yard. No big deal. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just, that's, that's that confidence that yeah. we're looking for in in so so many of the things that God says that we are. I am a blessing. Yeah. You know, I am able to be a servant. I, that's that's what we do. I am hospitable. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are as we prove it, but that confidence is huge for it sure. It is. It's it's huge. And we talked about it last last um, episode, you know, if there is something on your heart where you feel like God's working and you just don't quite believe it yet, keep rehearsing that thing to yourself like you know, I am a blessing, period. I mm-hmm. am a giver. Like mm-hmm. that, that's just so powerful to keep, cause you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, like you'll rest in it, you know, yeah. it, it'll happen for sure. So the next one we have is identity is established when there's true love. Mm. True love. True love. <laughs> what is that? Is it Princess Bride? <laughs> love. True love. <laughs> oh, that's old school. Yeah. So that, and I, I, when I saw this, um, this definition or explanation of true love, mm-hmm. it just helped me so much mm-hmm. because some, the, the word love, we all know it can have so many different meanings and contexts and you just kind of can lose its place. Mm-hmm. But these three words, which I mean, I've shared these before, but, um, they are so good at defining true love. So if I'm training someone up in their identity, true love mm-hmm. has to be the motive. It has to be the way that, and the reason, reason in the rhyme, yeah. the reason that I'm doing things. And so true love is seen by personal involvement, mm-hmm. time, and value. Hmm. So if somebody is going to really love, they're going to invest in something that someone else cares about. Yeah. Like, I've seen my husband, you know, hang out with my kids and just spend time on their level so many times. And I'm just like, wow, (laughs) I love that guy. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, if you go and minister to someone, it's not that it has to be something spiritual. Mm -hmm. I can just simply get involved in what somebody is personally invested in and say, I'm going to invest in that same thought or that Mm -hmm. same activity, if it, whatever it is. That shows them true love. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like um, with that, like showing them, stepping into it with them, like it shows them that they belong. 
you know, they're, they're valued here. Mm -hmm. Like this is, I care what you care about. You are welcome. And we're just glad to be here together, you know? Yes. Um, so I love to bring it back to the character of God. So how does that moment, that time that you step into that with that person, how does that reflect what God does for us? Hmm. You know, yeah. has there been a moment in your life where you felt like God hmm. is really blessing me in this one thing that might not matter to anybody else? And I know it's small in the grand scheme of things, but man, he's stepping into it with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, it's so present. Like mm -hmm. that thought of like, if I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking of sitting on my back porch mm. and just looking around yeah. and honoring the things that he's done. And, but it, he's so present in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know in tasks or things, I, there's so much favor. I mean, for example, my daughter today, she went to the store and she's been wanting to go to the store and get these little push buttons to talk for the dogs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like the dog can push the button and it'll say water. And that's how we know that she wants something to drink. So she's wanted this for quite a while. She got the funds to do it. And so we go in this morning and she's like, this is it mom. All right. So we go and she pays for it. And it was supposed to be, she said it was, it used to be $30 mm -hmm. and the, the sale price, the price on it wasn't a sale, but the price said $24.99. And she got it for 18. That's awesome. And I just, every time that stuff happens, she's like, man, God loves me. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. And like some people would be like, oh, that's just a sale. You know, she got lucky or whatever. But that, that is the fingerprints of God. Like it, legit. It happens in her life yeah. all the time. I see it and it's like, yep. Yeah. Personally involved. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Invested. So that reminds me of uh, Ephesians 4, 7. I've just been living in Ephesians 4. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I've been living. Um, it says, yet grace, God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gift. Mm. Man, like his favor, you can see it everywhere yes. if you're looking for it. You know, yep. yep, it's so cool. Um, and being able to model that for people and to be able to call attention to that for the people you're training up, mm -hmm. like it's so easy to ignore in like the, the busyness of life, yeah. you know, um, the, the young lady that I hang out with mentor, um, she's in nursing school and one of the ways that I've kind of stepped in, um, and just walked alongside her. I don't know. I don't know anything about nursing. Okay. I've been, I've had a nurse before, you know, that's literally it. Yeah. But like, um, you know, nursing school is tough and I've seen a lot of people go into it, get overwhelmed and still succeed, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so being able to like, if she needs a study partner, she can teach me like whatever she needs to about nursing right. and I might leave with something, you know, very interesting right? and something that I have no idea about, but, <laughs> but I can be there and I can step into that and I can encourage her and say, man, yeah, you're going to nail this test or you're going to, you're going to grow in this and you're going to do such a great job and I'm here and I'm beside you and I'm walking with you in it, you know? It was personal involvement. Yeah. Time and value. Yeah. So you valued what she values. Mm -hmm. You got down, you know, down in the dirt with her, you, you played, you, you did the thing with her that she was caring about and you gave her that time. So that mm -hmm. was true love. <laughs> true love. <laughs> yeah. So, um, number five, um, I think like 
we can bring it in. Let's say um, number five is no agenda, only belief. So it kind of cycles back to believing that someone is in their personal walk, but not just that, but knowing that God is working in each of these people individually. Like mm -hmm. he's not just working on your behalf. He's also working on their behalf. Um, we, it's so easy once you've done all these things and established scriptural like beliefs and you know who Christ says you are and repeated that to yourself and everything. Um, you see that in someone you've trained up and then you say, okay, they've got it now. And then they royally make a terrible decision. Right. Like you're like, what is happening? You know, mm -hmm. that's not part of it. <laughs> you stepped out of it. <laughs> Yeah. You, you step into it by trusting God to do the work, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been doing work. Like, you, you, you've invested, you've invested love into these people and personal time and effort and mm -hmm. all of those things. But, like, it's not you who's doing the changing. It's the yeah. Holy Spirit, you it know? It reminds me of, you know, I, when we spoke about faith, hope, and love, but mm -hmm. it was, there was a verse that said, the labor of love. Mm -hmm. And the it really does feel like labor, especially when you are not seeing the fruit mm -hmm. of, of, you know, you, you're not controlling them. You can't have an agenda. There mm -hmm. is so much freedom in that love. So you literally just watch them and let them make those decisions. And sometimes it's really painful. Mm -hmm. And that, that resonates with the idea. It's a labor mm -hmm. of love. It's not always, oh, I've taught you this and now you're going to go do it. no. I've, I've walked with you, so now you're going to walk this way. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe in time. Yeah. But the things that people learn, it's at their own pace, mm -hmm. and we have to be willing to kind of suffer with them yeah. and the things that they're doing. Yeah, and it's so easy to forget, like for me, the moments where my parents invested and poured into me and told me all these things, you know, and cared for me and set me on a path. And I just go, okay, peace. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to forget <laughs> that I have been like, and I, I probably still have people who invested in me and they're like, oh, Lordy, she's not doing it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I so, don't know. You're doing well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think you are too. But like, I, I know that I screw it up sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like that control, like the fact that we can accept that surrender to God and his power to do the work. Man, he he knows tons more about those people that we're investing in than we could ever know. Right. You know, he knows their heart. He knows what they need. He knows when that lesson will sink in, mm -hmm. you know, and who they'll be able to minister to based yeah. on their experiences, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, like, yeah, we come to it with an expectation, and we might come to it with an agenda, but, like, man, releasing that control, that's where God does beautiful work. Um, so yeah. All right. What were the five points, Meg? Okay. Number one, speak identity over each individual that you're training up and then train. <laughs> yeah. Number two is being aware of where someone is in their walk mm -hmm. and just walking with them there. Yeah. Number three, um, leading identity by example mm -hmm. and appreciating those who have done the same for us. Four is true love, true which is personal love. involvement, time, and value. Beautiful. And then number five is don't bring an agenda, 
believe that God will do that work. All right, Sammy, you got a life hack for us. I do. Tell me I, about it. I know that in the past we've spoken of Paul Harvey. Oh, yeah. That was in our yeah. Faith, Hope, and Love series. So the, if you go online and you type in Paul Harvey mosquito spray, mm-hmm. you'll find, if you scroll down a little ways and you can see somebody has an old newspaper article that is a picture of the ingredients for this mosquito spray. Mm-hmm. The mosquito spray lasts for about 80 days and you spray the spray wherever you're often at. So mm-hmm. I spray it out in my garden, my backyard, mm-hmm. my front yard, um, not the whole yard, but a lot of our property. And we did it last year and it did a really good job. That's awesome. And we had a lot of mosquitoes last year. Mm-hmm. So to be able to go outside in the summer is, you know, if whenever you feel like you can't because of mosquitoes, it's just such a bummer. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the mosquito spray recipe is online. I will tell you, it is three ingredients. Do you have a guess of what? I think I might have told you. What uh, earlier. <laughs> yes, but I forget. <laughs> They're gone. I said, it's does, gone. Does it smell? To my daughter, we were talking earlier, and, and she said, you know what the smell of the summer is, Mom? Mm-hmm. Listerine. <laughs> <laughs> now, great. that is what, when I smell Listerine, that means it's, it's summer. summer. So Listerine. Uh, Epsom salt mm-hmm. and stale beer. Okay, that's right. the three ingredients that you use, and you put it in your sprayer, and you spray it around wherever you want to not have mosquitoes. Right on. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation just as much as we did. Subscribe, share, and we'll see you next week.